Mike, when is the last time you got caught in a big rainfall? Uh, you know, if we're going to go stereotypical thinking, it's pretty recently of me being here in London. So, But getting <laughs> surprised by rain can be the worst, especially if you're not ready for it. Or if you wear glasses. I hate yes. getting rain on my glasses. So as bad as that is, rain on your glasses is better than fish falling from the sky hitting your glasses. I don't think we're talking about the same thing anymore. <laughs> Today we're examining a rare weather phenomenon known as rain of animals, <laughs> which as far as names go, it's pretty much pretty good. Sums it up. Pretty good. This is when flightless creatures fall from the sky back to the ground during rainfall, and it has been reported worldwide over the years. So, what happens here? We have like a tornado, like skimmering over a lake and picking up a bunch of fish or something, dropping them miles away on unsuspecting people in a park or something? What is going on? That's the theory, uh, but it is just a theory because it's never actually been witnessed. Uh, but, like we said, worldwide going back for centuries, so there's lots of cases to examine. Is this what the Sharknado was? Just on a bigger scale. Okay, cool. Uh, the first <laughs> Roman, the first century Roman writer Pliny the Elder mentions rainstorms of frogs and fish, and French physicist Andre Marie Ampere was among the first scientists to actually take it seriously, uh, with the accounts of raining animals in the late 1700s being something that they wrote about. Despite this history, not much is known about the actual phenomenon. As we mentioned, the theory that animals or fish or Sharks, I guess, if we're going to live in that world. A shark's fish? It's a topic for a different time. Okay. <laughs> we should do Shark Week on Ungenius. We should do Shark Week. Okay. All right. I'm going to write that down. Shark Week. Uh, as mentioned, there's that theory, and it's a pretty popular one, but there are differences in the incidents that may indicate that something else could be going on, too. So sometimes... The animals actually do survive the fall, which is quite nice, suggesting uh, that they are dropped shortly after extraction from their natural homes, right? They didn't go up very far. They didn't travel very far. Uh, this is due to several witnesses uh, of raining frogs describing the animals as startled but healthy and exhibiting relatively normal behavior shortly after the event. That's very troubling. <laughs> I would like to be in the mind of the frog, though. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> you'd the be frog startled. Might be like startled. just hanging out and looking normal, but like, what's going on in that froggy brain? <laughs> Those frogs had it pretty good, though, because in some cases, animals are frozen to death or even completely encased in ice. Mm. There are examples, too, where their product of the rain is not intact animals, but shredded froggy parts sometimes all of the animals that are dropped from the sky are actually from the same species which would suggest that the tornado theory wouldn't necessarily apply because imagine if a storm passed over a lake it wouldn't be particular about what it's picking up right like it wouldn't <laughs> just pick up frogs and leave fish so what something a little bit more untoward might be going on here it's a very picky tornado mm-hmm Regardless of all this, the type of animals in these rains are usually small and light from aquatic environments. So there's, uh, there's again, that evidence that this whole like wind, storm, lake thing is probably what's going on. But there's also cases involving birds and bats. Tornadoes could explain these incidents too, but they could be killed in straight-line winds, then carried aloft until the wind cannot keep them in the air, dropping them to the ground below. It's all very confusing. And troubling. Can you imagine being caught in a storm to be pelted by frogs or frozen fish? It's kind of like, it's pretty biblical. It's, it's yeah. so now the Old Testament. It's, it's quite, uh, quite a thing. 
Uh, and as you may imagine, there's quite a list of these storms on Wikipedia, and we'll get into some of them right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Away. They make smart premium suitcases so your luggage will never cost more than your plane ticket. If you're like me, you need battery when you travel, and in both sizes of Away's carry-on, it features USB ports with a battery large enough to charge your phone five times from a single charge. You can browse Away's suitcases featuring German polycarbonate right now by going to awaytravel.com slash ungeniused. They are unrivaled in strength and impact resistance whilst remaining lightweight. They are over 10 colors and five sizes to choose from, and Away cut out the middleman so you can get first-class luggage at coach prices. They have a patent-pending compression system, which is great if you're an overpacker, and Four 360-degree spinner wheels. Their carry-ons are compliant with major U.S. airlines, and their TSA combination locks built right in. One of my favorite features of my away suitcases is the removable washable laundry bag. So when I'm away, I can just put all of my dirty clothes in that bag. When I get home, I open it up, dump it into the hamper, and I can keep all the clean stuff and put it back in the drawers. Absolutely love my away suitcases for these little features. Away believe in the quality of their products, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. If anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for life, and they have a 100 day trial of a no questions asked return policy with free shipping on any order within the lower 48 states of the US but they ship to many locations around the world go to awaytravel.com slash ungenius and if you use the code ungenius at checkout you will get $20 off any of their suitcases that is awaytravel.com slash ungenius and the code ungenius for $20 off our thanks to away for their support of this show and Relay FM. So let's talk about some occurrences of this phenomenon as fish are the most likely projectile let's start there all right, so let's see how fast I can uh, read this list, list off. This is a list of places uh, where fish have been noted to be falling from the sky. Singapore on February 22nd, 1861. Nepal on May 15th, 1900. Saskatchewan, Canada on July 1st, 1903. Marksville, Louisiana on October 23rd, 1947. Nigeria on May 19th, 1993. Wales in England on the 18th of August, 2004. Kerala State, India, February 12th, 2008. Banwad Jamnagar, India, sorry, October 24th, 2009. <laughs> Lajomanu, Australia on February 25th and 26th, 2010. Oh. Oh, no. a real bad couple what? of days there in Australia. Why is it two days? <laughs> is, it, is it continuous? That's what I want to know. Loreto, Philippines on January 13th, 2012. Chilor, Sri Lanka on 6th of May, 2014. Guntur, India on 16th of August, 2015. It's about one every year. Diadawa, Ethiopia, 20th of January, 2016. Tampico, Mexico on September 26th, 2017. Oroville, California on 16th of May, 2017. And Jaffna, Sri Lanka on the 7th of November, 2017 it's a lot in 2017 yeah and there's a few places that seem to pop up a lot (laughs) india seems like the place to go yeah and sri lanka too that was there a few times if you're into fish raining from the sky i guess that's that's where you gotta go right do they put that on the travel brochures you think i don't know maybe i guess it depends what you're (laughs) into like if you've got a basket big enough that's free fish so we've talked about fish now let's talk about spiders nah no nope (laughs) Don't want to do it? There is absolutely no world in which I want to imagine spiders falling from the sky. Like, I cannot think of anything worse to happen to me when I'm walking down the street than spiders falling from the sky. Well, I think you're going to be safe because there's only four reported cases of spiders falling with rain. That is four too many. It is four too many. I agree. (laughs) One was in Brazil, one in Argentina, and two in Australia, ensuring that I will never step foot on that continent. I am very sure Australia is beautiful. I hear great things about it. I've met lots of Australians, and they're all very nice. 
but why does anybody live there? I don't know. <laughs> it's a real mystery. People in Japan, Uruguay, Hungary have all reported raining frogs. And in Bath, England, there are reports of jellyfish raining from the heavens way back in 1894. I don't think jellyfish are worse than spiders, but it's not good. Like, not no, good at not all. Good. I think at least the thing with the jellyfish is once they land, that's it for them. But they sting you if they land on you, I would imagine. Right, but like... They're also bigger, which makes me think you could probably do a better job of avoiding them because you could see them. Mm -hmm. But the spiders and they're going to keep they might keep going. I'm very uncomfortable about that. I need to go and remove all of my clothing now because I am itching like you would not believe. I can't talk about this anymore. Well, thanks to Drew for this completely nightmarish topic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks, Drew. Thanks a lot. If you want, you know what? Don't read more about this. Like just. There are links on the website, but don't read them. Like, just just move on with your life. You've heard enough. But if you have a topic you want to share with us, you can uh, you can send us an email. There's a link on the website. Or you can find us on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniused. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. And until we invent our spider-proof umbrella, Mike, say goodbye. Keep watching the skies. Goodbye. <laughs> Adios.